for all those who feel called to build something bigger than themselves, but have no idea or representation as to how to bring it to pass. This podcast is for you. Let's figure it out together. Get ready. Let's build. Four, three, two, one. Everything that you've been through up until this point has helped you create your why. And when you have a strong why, nothing will stop you. I just wanted to do that. It's so awkward. <laughs> um, all my friends who are listening know that that's like probably how I would answer the phone anyway. I would either answer singing or I would uh, answer by saying praise the Lord because <laughs> I just think like that's like so churchy. <laughs> praise the Lord, fam. <laughs> What's up? Hey, listen, let me tell you why I'm excited. I'm excited because for some reason you press play today. And whether or not that is because you love this podcast or whether it's because you're bored and your phone just supernaturally started playing Princeton Parker, for whatever reason, I'm glad that that happened. And so I want to say thank you. I'm grateful to God for life and love. And I am grateful to you for listening. What's up, y'all? So this is going to be a shorter episode, but I had to share it with you. Let me tell you. Well, first of all, let me catch you up on my life before I talk about this episode. Princeton, how are you? Listen, I'm so glad you asked. That's so very kind of you. And since you asked, I feel obliged to tell you. First of all, I'm 25. Yes. Come on, Princeton, 25. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I'm being weird again. Um, I just turned 25 March 18th. I got a chance to uh, celebrate with my family what I called my 25th bougie brunch. So again, if you remember the episode about boundaries, I love brunch. First of all, I'm convinced if you want to get to know Princeton, Princeton, what are your love languages? Um, my first one is words of affirmation, you know, being a words guy, like when you say words of affirmation, it's like, oh my God, tell me more, please. Um, so words of affirmation, but I'm convinced that my second love language is brunch. If you're ever like, hey, Princeton, there's this dope brunch spot that you might not have heard of that I think you would love and like I'm going to take you, I would probably start like hyperventilating. I'd be like, who are you? Like, oh my God. So anyway, that's how I chose to celebrate my 20th birthday. Uh, my favorite brunch spot. I'm not going to give you all of them. I'll give you this one because I kind of like you. Only problem, only thing, my request is you better hit me up if you go. That's my only thing. You know, like when I put people on, I'm not that guy that like, We'll keep all the secrets. Just like let a brother know when you've been put on. You know, just a little appreciation. It's all like you're just a black man. I here want to be appreciated. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. <laughs> so this is my spot. I went to Catalina Kitchen at the Terrania Resort in Palos Verdes. So dope. The vibe is amazing. The view is beautiful, and it was super cool. I took a, a small portion of family and friends that day, and. It was so cool. It was on a Sunday right after church. 
and we had a really, really, really good time. Uh, one of my favorite parts about that day, uh, I got the chance to rock this custom-made uh, suit by a store called Katula. If you've never heard of them, K-U-T-U-L-A. Shout out to them for the custom drip that day. I wish I could show you a picture, but if you uh, don't follow me on Instagram, that's a great place to plug that you should probs do that so that you can see the custom drip. I was serving like, like Wakandan bishop vibes. <laughs> like I was like, I was a Wakandan priest. <laughs> that was the vibe I was giving. I was like priest and warrior. It was like white and I had them do it with black and gold. They were so cool. Like they helped me come up with the idea. I said, hey, this is what I want. I want some custom drip. You know, it's my 25th birthday. You know, the Wakanda anointing is on my life. Um, and so they were so kind. If you're looking for anything that is truly and authentically African inspired uh, custom couture clothing, then that's where you got to go. You got to go to Katula, <clears throat> amazing boutique uh, that is there uh, near the city of Inglewood. And so they were not far from the church. And so this is the third thing that I've gotten from them. I have two custom pieces and I have a shirt that I wore on one of my videos. If you're watching on Instagram, when Miss Ruth Carter, shout out to Miss Ruth Carter, who just won earlier this year, uh, the Oscar for costume design for Black Panther, when she was going to garner inspiration uh, for how she would design the costumes for Black Panther, Cthulhu was one of the spots she went to. And I even think she went back to do just some like interviews and shoots and stuff for when she did her Vanity Fair feature. Come on, Black people. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> Katula is so dope and they really made my 25th birthday super, super special. So shout out to them. And then I spent a week at Disney Dreamers Academy. So literally my birthday was on Sunday. I was on a plane on Monday. Come on, plane. Come on, flute out. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I think especially in this season of just loving to get to do things related to my purpose, that was probably the best birthday gift ever. No, I actually flew out on my birthday. So Sunday was the 17th. So we went to brunch on Sunday and then we flew out on Monday. And Monday was my birthday and uh, had the chance to go with a group of friends. And that was so cool for me. And it was a really, really, really amazing experience. Dreamers Academy was off the chain this year. And you should know about Dreamers Academy if you remember episode one, because I was sharing about how that single episode literally kind of shot my life into the next dimension. I would probably cite probably two big moments. One was the moment that I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I think coupled with that was then my accepting to the call of ministry at four. And the next one that kind of like shot my life up into the to the next dimension was definitely Dreamers Academy and, and what it has done for my life. So that was cool. Now, if you've been rocking with me, you also might know that one of the features of Dreamers Academy was that I was sitting there that Friday morning, Dreams Academy starts on a Thursday, and now I get to be a speaker. This is my eighth year going back as a speaker and as a host. But when I was a dreamer back in 2011, Lord Jesus, Lord, Lord, I'm old. Help me, Lord. Help me. Why is it that as soon as uh, you start making jokes about being old, you all of a sudden do a Southern accent? Or why do I do that? Like, I talk like this every other second of the day, and then when I start to be old, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord, I just don't know what to do. I just been. So anyway, <laughs> that Friday morning in 2011, when I was a dreamer, I was sitting there and out comes this bald head, very well-dressed man, slender. And he starts to do his talk and he talks for probably about 45 minutes to an hour. He's pretty, 
pretty long winded. Uh, <laughs> and um, I was spellbound. Not only was he so inspirational, not only was um, his energy phenomenal, but it reached out to me like, yo, this dude is preaching like he's preaching. And I don't know if it's registering to anybody else like that, but he's preaching. Um, I remember a quote that he said from that. He said, uh, I think it's a Dennis Kimbrough quote. This is one of the very first things that I, I still have it written down in my original notebook. He said this, if you live for two years like most people won't, you'll be able to live the rest of your life like most people can't. I mean, he was dropping fire gems like that, like fire, 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 fire. You know, like he was just dropping them. And I was like, this dude is preaching. And I said, I have to know him. And the reason why is because when I looked at him, I saw myself. And uh, I am talking about the one and only Jonathan Sprinkles. Instead of belaboring the rest of this story, uh, here's a long story made short. He's now a mentor, a big brother, a friend. And uh, if you know me, I always talk about my five tribe, my five tribe. I have a five tribe. It is a group of five men who I turn to for direction, guidance, accountability, trust. Um, they they cover me and, and father me. And he's in that as one of the five and, and probably one of the premier ones. And, uh, and so I love, love, love him. In fact, um, I'm figuring out... <laughs> for what topic I want to have him on the show for, essentially, because he's got to come at some point. But he was kind enough to have me on his show. And let me tell you something. When your mentor asks you to come on to their platform, it's like you think one or two things. You'd be like, look, bro, <laughs> uh, either you ain't got nobody <laughs> or you really, really, really love me and trust me enough to say something <clears throat> worthwhile on your platform. And so he did. He reached out and he said, hey, I'm doing this show and I want to talk about you and the podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, he wants to talk about my podcast on his radio show. Jesus. Anyway, I was so excited. But here's why I'm sharing it with you. Not just because of, of Jonathan and what he means to me, not just because of the of the show. I want to share this with you because I hung up from that call and I said to myself, I don't know that I've ever told the story of building without a blueprint that well. And I want my own listeners to hear that. It's one of those moments where you go in and, you know, you prepare. I prepared a lot for that. And and the conversation was great. Jonathan's a, a great interviewer. But the other piece of it was you ever do something and you walk away and be like, mm, that was good. You ever cook something? You're like, oh, I did that. That tasted good to me. And so you start inviting people. And if it wasn't good, you wouldn't even tell nobody you cooked. But since it was good, you start, you'd be calling people like, hey, did you eat today? Come over here and get this chili. <laughs> it's because you know it's good. I I appreciated and I was I was inspired by the way that I was able to articulate what this podcast and the brand of Building Without a Blueprint is all about. So it was a very, very, very quick interview, but um, I kind of stringed it together. I was able to take some of the back audio. And so audio is going to sound different than uh, the way that it would have if you were listening live on radio. But I thought I've got to share this because somehow, some way, whether it was just the energy of that moment or the preparation or just, you know, Jonathan and I and the way our discussions just naturally go is, is how we talk. Um, I was really profoundly inspired by how I was able to communicate building out a blueprint. I brought my heart to that interview and it came out clearly. And so because y'all are my friends, y'all are my fellow builders, I want you to hear my heart. Why the heck did we start this? So whether you've been listening since episode one 
or if you're just joining us and wondering like, hey, I just followed you on Instagram. Somebody just sent me a clip of yours. I I don't know what, what this whole thing is about, but, uh, you know, you seem kind of weird. Um, listen to this. And I believe that this will help kind of anchor the story around how did this podcast come to be? And what do we hope to achieve? And what do we hope to inspire in your life by you listening? Without further ado, here we go. Princeton Parker, Jonathan Sprinkles, talking about the story behind Building Without a Blueprint. Bring the conversation to another level with someone whom I've known for almost 10 years. I think it has been. Princeton Parker has, I think when I met him, he was uh, 16. I guess it couldn't be 10 years because he's not that old yet. But I met him as a 16 or 17-year-old dreamer at Disney Dreamers Academy, and he has grown into being a Disney cast member. He is in management, and he is also the founder of a red-hot, podcast called Building Without a Blueprint. This is also geared toward millennials who are looking to move up in the world to make a bigger impact. But oftentimes the millennials don't have certain pieces that they need, whether it is the mentor, whether it is the plan, whether it is some level of, as we just talked about, positioning. And he shows you how to do that and look at your life a different way to make no excuses for why you cannot achieve on a greater level. Princeton taps into the wisdom of people who are much older, much more successful, and brings it all back to you and puts it in a way that everyone can understand. And more importantly, he unpacks it so that we can look at our voice, our trauma, and our vision and bring us to our highest level of success. Princeton, thank you for joining us on The Art of Connection. Hey, 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 thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm over the moon. I just want to say this. I don't know how to act right now. I am so excited to be on with you, sir. I really appreciate this. Well, man, look, this is your time. Tell me a little bit about Building Without a Blueprint. Where did this come from? I'm going to tell you where it came from. It came from experiences in my room post-college in 2015. Um, I think if you follow me on Instagram, if you listen to my story, what you would know about me um, is that I started public speaking at age two. I preached my first sermon at four years old, and uh, I became licensed as a minister at age seven. So um, I was barely tall enough to reach most pulpits um, that I was in, that I was uh, taking this ancient text and kind of breathing life into it to preach. That's That's a pretty huge calling that um, I walked into at a very young age. And that's what people know. Um, they know that I graduated from USC. They know that uh, as of this point, I've spent 20 years in ministry, traveling the country, preaching um, and speaking. And that's what most people see. They see those clips. They see those videos. But this podcast came from what people don't see. Um, and what most people didn't see was that when I graduated college, um, I had these moments in my room where I did what I think most people who uh, are close to my experience have done. I was scrolling down Instagram, and what I saw was all these people who graduated with me who were further than I was, uh, who got jobs quicker, whose relationships had taken off, who were making more money. And you know what I was doing at the time? I was driving Uber. I had applied to Disney for the first time and uh, had gotten really close, and they were going to create a position. I was so excited for this. And all of a sudden, because of things that I didn't know about at the time, got no contact. That's where the podcast was birthed from. 
I spent a year going, hey, wait, 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 wait. I see all the things I've achieved. I see down Instagram and magazines online what I want, but the podcast was birthed out of this. The tension between what I saw and where I was. Mm. Um, that tension is where most of us live. Because of technology, because of our spaces, we are hyper-exposed to what? With no explanation as to how. Mm. And the tension between where you are and what you see will manifest as anxiety, it will manifest as depression, it will manifest as fear, it will manifest as rushed decisions, it will manifest as this hyperbolic pressure to excel or to do things that you know you aren't really passionate about, just have some sense of achievement. And I said, you know what? Um, I have to do something because maybe I'm not the only person feeling this way. And you know what I realized? Everybody was feeling that way. Everybody is looking at something that seems further than where they are and wondering, how do I get there with no example? And so I decided, um, I like to talk, so let's talk about it. Amazing. So you are looking to, in your own words, relieve some of the tension between where you are and what you see. The name Building Without a Blueprint itself is very provocative. You have a very unique angle, very similar to our last guest. You like to look at it from a pain perspective and, and look at the deficiencies that we're oftentimes unwilling or sometimes unable to see and, and acknowledge and to unpack that and make it okay so that people can deal with some of these things that as a generation you all are tending to uh, be without. But then how do you build upon that? Talk, walk us through that a little bit about the philosophy behind this show that you have. Absolutely. The philosophy is this. The people who we admire the most, and let's be honest, the people who we envy the most, because they're just so doggone successful, it looks like they have it all together. The truth of the matter is, I'm a firm believer that no one, no one who is successful knew how successful they were going to be or how they were going to achieve it when they started. I think the greatest lie that we are told is that there are some who just have it and life falls into place for them, and then there are some who just don't. And we automatically believe that the person that we're looking at fell into the first category, and we fell into the second. So the philosophy starts with this that there are things in life that we are given that there's just no blueprint for. And it really came from a faith perspective for me because as a preacher, I realized that when I delved into my theology, there were these moments in the Bible where God was super, super, super specific. Like, hey, Noah, build an ark. Use this wood. It needs to look like this, these inches, and here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to put in it, right? There's that aspect. And then there's another aspect that's in Genesis 12 that's like, hey, Abram, so... Leave where you are and go to a place I'm going to show you. All right, cool story. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. And it's like, <laughs> um, hold on. There's no blueprint for leaving my family to go to where. So I'm a firm believer that most of us are living that reality, that most of the people who you see are in that position, that they didn't have an example or a clear-cut set of steps that took them from zero to 100 in 2.3 seconds. So that's the first philosophy. The second philosophy is this. I don't believe that the goal is to relieve the tension. The goal is to help you navigate it. Mm. Because if you relieve the tension, then what you lose when you relieve the tension is the structure and the foundation that's going to support what you're building. But when you navigate the tension, what you get is clarity, 
you get sound decisions, you get growth that you couldn't have bought with the fattest check you could ever write, and most importantly, you get a building that will be sustained far beyond you. So I don't want to relieve the tension in as much as I want to help you navigate it by two things. One, by helping you know you're not alone. Most of us, especially those of us as millennials, uh, it's not that we want to avoid pain, we just want to know, am I crazy for feeling this way? Is there anybody who identifies with this experience? Because uh, social media, television, the people I'm connected to, that tells me that nobody's feeling this way. Everybody's just living it up and doing well. So the first way I want to help you navigate the tension is by letting you know that you're not alone. The second way that I want to help navigate the tension is by providing next steps. Um, I often say that the beauty of life is not about the destination. It's about growing on the journey. So I want to give you two things. I want to help you know you're not alone. And two, I want to give you the how. What is the next step so that I can grow along the journey? That's the philosophy. Nobody had a blueprint. Nobody had it all figured out. They had a series of steps, experiences, and intentional choices that built them. And then number two, if I can help you know that you're not alone, let's unpack what you're feeling, and then I can help you illuminate the next steps. Why? Because I'm walking that journey just like you. That's the philosophy. This is a brilliant concept. What has the response been to this level of conversation and this level of using your term illumination to topics that usually aren't being discussed. I think the thing that I get most uh, predominantly, people are are Instagramming me and they're texting me, and, and I'm I'm sitting on calls, and, and a lot of times people are saying what I wanted. They're saying, "Why and how are you in my head?" They're saying, "I needed this right now." No one has ever talked about it or broken it down in this way. What I love to do is to labor from the point of my own experience until you feel like, wait, uh, was he in my car yesterday riding with me while I was venting about what it feels like to be in this position? So the response has been that people feel like they have been identified with, but the response has also been that people feel like, okay, I have something that I can do Tomorrow, and, and that comes in different ways, whether it's from the preaching space. Uh, I got the chance to interview Dr. Mickey Taylor of Essence Magazine, mm-hmm. and she was really great about giving the how-to from a self-love, self-care standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sometimes just me behind a mic saying, hey, here's what I experienced, here's what I do, here's what I would recommend. So the response has been, been in my head, you've made me feel like I, I'm not alone, uh, you've made me feel like that, that maybe I'm not crazy, you've validated where I am, and then you've illuminated where I can go by giving me one, two, three, four, five small things I can do right now, and those things over time start to bring that healing, and they start to bring that clarity. Princeton, I often say that this era is very perplexing because we have more ways to connect but people feel more disconnected than ever before. What does connection mean to you? So I think for me, as I have unpacked building without a blueprint, it has changed from the place that I used to preach from uh, when I was young. I think when I was young and started preaching, I, I preached the Bible, which is fantastic. We should absolutely do that. But I didn't learn the value of integrating my experience. I didn't learn the value of positioning myself not as someone who is just knowledgeable of the text, but someone who is knowledgeable of the process, of the walking it out. 
Um, and so one of the things that I think is huge about connection is that I believe that vulnerability is the currency you use to secure trust. Mm. That's what connection mm. means to me. It is the process of using vulnerability as the currency you use to secure trust. That's connection. How much of me have I found and how much, as a matter of fact, it was Dr. Patricia Riley, I think it was, um, in her book that talks about emotional incest, she says that intimacy is the process of talking and listening. She reduced it down. That's what intimacy is, talking, listening, right? So the more I share with you, I feel closer to you. And the more you share with me that I listen to, the closer I feel. So I believe that the reason why people feel more, uh, that there are more ways to connect, but we don't feel connected, is because the depth of what's being shared is not there. So yes, I know your name and what you like to eat and where you went to vacation, but I don't trust you because I don't also know what matters to you. I don't also know what has hurt you that caused you to want to go vac to vacation there, right? So for me, a connection is the process of using vulnerability as the currency that gets you to earn trust. The more vulnerable I am with you and the more vulnerable you are with me, that exchange allows us to feel connected. And in that connection, that builds trust. That's the difference between how I preached when I first got my life and that makes that was all I knew versus what this podcast is. It's an opportunity to say, hey, these scriptures are great, but let me tell y'all, brother, is struggling. Mm -hmm. And out of that struggle, I learned how to do X, Y, and Z. And here's how the Bible, here's how books on emotional health, here's how some of the experts that we know and love support what I've learned or have helped me understand what I've learned. That is connection. It's not just, you know, the few things you know about me or the pictures. It is, what do you know about what makes me me? And have we exchanged that? And do we do that over time, right? And there, you know, you have to have healthy boundaries around it. But do we do that over time that secures trust? That is true connection. Now, if you think about it that way, what you realize is it's not that millennials or that my generation, right? Because I, I, I hate even talking in, in that way about this monolith of we're all the same. But if you think about it, what we're chasing is an authenticity. We would prefer authenticity to talent in our generation right now. It's not about how talented you are, it's how close to me do I feel like you are. Mm. And that is what will make me brand loyal. That is what will make me buy your next album. That is what will make me follow you. There are some people who right now aren't the most talented people, but they are so open and vulnerable about the raw them that we're like, I have to follow you, be my ride or die, why? Because we chase, we are hungry for what's real. And that's what connection means. You give and receive what's real. Princeton, you are on fire. Look, we need to take a moment and just step back. You were the young preacher. You've been dressed up for a long time. We're going to get into some music of somebody else who wrote the soundtrack for it. He was a young star, and now he is a grown man making grown man hits. Y'all, this one is Justin Timberlake, Suit and Tie. It's the Art of Connection. Man, this song. Mm. Let me... Few things. Hey, I haven't sung in a long time, and I know you've been missing it, so I just thought I'd throw a quick note or two. She said, Heaven is shaking her head saying, No, she wasn't missing. What is wrong with you, Heaven? Your bad taste in music. I mean, you just don't even know when you hear good singing. That's the problem with young people. See, that's the thing. Look, Princeton said it right. They have substituted authenticity for true talent. And when Heaven hears true talent, she doesn't even know what to do with it. This is called true talent. 
but whatever. Hey, y'all, it's back on the Art of Connection. I'm your connection coach, Jonathan Sprinkles. What's up, Connectologists? We are talking with Princeton Parker about his hot podcast, which is essentially like the new TV show. It's called Building Without a Blueprint. He is helping us to unpack some of the things underneath the things that are helping us to do our thing. Princeton, hey, let's go into it a little deeper. You talk also about something that most people are unwilling to address, your journey through therapy. Can you take us through that and what has that done for you? I think therapy has absolutely changed and revolutionized my my entire life, my perspective on relationships, how I live my life, my perspective, my perspective on ministry. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what took me into it. Um, I was in a relationship and I was preparing for marriage, and I knew that there were certain unhealthy things that I had identified within myself that I just knew could destroy a marriage if I took them into that context. And so I said to myself, I got to figure out what the root of this is. And, and I was listening to Lisa earlier, who's just dynamite. And Lisa said that part of the biggest thing we must do um, is get to the root of a thing. So I knew that uh, it was important to do the work, and therapy was that sign for me. Now, what is the work? Because everybody's doing the work, and usually that means going on vacation or I'm you know, going to stack up some money or lose some weight. Now, that's great. But I believe that the true work is going back to your childhood to understand how the environment in which you were raised affected your view of yourself, your view of the world, the way you interact with others. I'll say that one more time. How your childhood environment influences or affected the way you view yourself, the way you view your world, and the way that you interact with others. And that's what therapy did for me. And because of it, I've been able to keep building a stronger way. It's been a, a year and a half now, and I can't see my life without it. You're very courageous, not only to take that journey, but then also to take us with you as you go along and you build without that blueprint. Man, I'm very proud of you. I know that you just developed a pretty big fan base from people here within me, within my group, for the people who want to get more of you and say, I want some Princeton in my life. How can they do that? Definitely follow me on Instagram at Princeton Parker, P-R-I-N-C-E-T-O-N, Parker. Um, you can follow me the same on Facebook at Princeton Speaks um, and also on YouTube. Or you can go to PrincetonParker.com where there's so much uh, video and content that's been released there. And the biggest is to subscribe and like to the podcast Building Out of Blueprint. Um, there's some great content there and we're just Princeton, that is exciting. We have about 30 seconds left. I'm going to give you the final word for today. Talk to your people. Tell them about the opportunity. Tell them about your greatest message for them and about why it's important for them to keep on building. Here's what I want you to know. People ask me all the time, hey, Princeton, what would you tell your younger self? And I say it's simple, three words. I would say, little Princeton, you are enough. I want to let you know that as you're building without a blueprint, yes, there's never been anything like you. Yes, you've never had an example. Yes, nobody's ever provided you with the tools, but here's what I need you to know. Perfect love casts out all fear. I want you to love yourself enough more than you are afraid of what you're about to go through. Love the result more than you are afraid of what it will cost. And as you invest in the builder, the building will take care of itself. Keep building, fam. So brilliant. So brilliant. Heaven is over here just shaking her head. 
Branson, as always, you have delivered. Thank you so much for being a part of the Art of Connection. All of the connectologists in our community are lighting it up on Facebook and on social media right now with the thumbs and the hearts. They are loving you right now. Thank you so much for being a part of our conversation. I know that people will be following you and getting some good words for a long, long time. Princeton, I appreciate you, my man. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Absolutely. I am so grateful to have you with me. We're consistently posting more content. And uh, I am probably more vulnerable and transparent in my ministry uh, and in my communication than I ever have been in my life. And that's only going to grow. Because I've realized, and and a lot of this has been to Jonathan's mentorship and to just where I've been in terms of ascertaining the current moment, uh, that what the world requires is who we are and not what we do. And I'm continuously bringing more and more and more of that uh, to this podcast and to the preaching moment and to uh, even even the brand and social media. And so I want to invite you into that space to come and just learn a little bit and watch about... uh, is Princeton. So again, thank you so much for listening. Hope to stay in touch with you. And I can't wait for the next episode. As I say always, with God as your foundation and purpose as your motivation, keep building family.